One small shift was when I found a safe person to open up. And in, in this case, it happened with my counselor. And I shared my story. And for the first time in my life, I felt seen. And that's when the healing could begin of what was really holding me back all those years. I'm Brian Kramer. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is making smaller shifts. It's the small shifts in our lives that can create epic outcomes. Your journey to be more deeply connected into the life you truly deserve starts right now. Welcome to Humanly Possible, a podcast focused on small shifts that can make epic differences in our lives and at work. I'm really excited to introduce our guest, who is someone I admire as both a friend and someone who I've gotten to know for so many years now. I can't believe I get to say that. It all started with actually her interviewing me and now I get to interview her. I'm excited to introduce Jennifer Quinn, or as we like to call her, Jenny Q. Known by her followers, like I said, as Jenny Q, she's a podcaster, a digital marketing expert, a live streaming pro, and a champion of her own life story and other stories for others. She helps companies be seen with compelling video-driven content. And now she's using those talents to help individuals be seen with resources to transform their lives. How exciting is that? Welcome, Jenny Q. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Especially great being here with you, Brian. I've been a fan of yours long before that interview that, that, you're, that you referred to. I remember that interview. And um, I remember when you reached out and um, you know that was a shift for me because I got a new friend as of that day and we got a chance to uh, create you know all kinds of good stuff ever since then. And so this is a real honor for me to get to actually turn the table and actually interview you. So I can't wait and I'm going to jump right in. So okay. the first thing that I'm going to ask you is what's one small thing that felt small at the time, but it ended up being a big shift for you? Ah, yeah. Okay. This is right to the core of every single thing that I've, that I've accomplished, uh, really in my adult life. And it, and it seemed very, very small at the time, but looking back, I'm like, it was that one moment that led to me going from a $15 an hour admin job to the CMO of a tech company. It led to me losing half my body weight, going from 308 pounds to 154 pounds. And it led to me writing a, a book, a best-selling book on live streaming. And that one small shift was when I found a safe person to open up. And I, in, in this case, it happened with my counselor. And I shared my story and for the first time in my life, I felt seen. And that's when the healing could begin of what was really holding me back all those years. Even though, like, I've always been driven to achieve. And, you know, I would always set big goals, but I could never really accomplish what I wanted. So it was that one moment of feeling safe 
being heard, being validated, and being seen. What was, um, you, you, you know, it's interesting. You're talking about being seen. Doesn't everyone want to be seen? Well, I love that question. And, and my assumption was yes. But what I'm finding is not everybody wants to be seen. Not everybody knows what it is to be seen. And most definitely not everybody has, uh, has ever felt seen. It's more common to have never felt seen than it is to even know what it is being seen. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think personally, be, and, and this could be my bias because this is this is what I'm now super focused on and I'm reading about it a lot and I'm studying about it and I'm interviewing people about it. But I believe that it stems from childhood trauma that many of us, I like to say most of us experience because life is messy, right? Life is complicated. We... Uh, we are raised by people who are doing their best. They're human, right? And and even in telling my story, I don't fault my parents. They were doing the best they could with what they had. But all of us experienced a level of trauma growing up. And through that, our coping mechanism was if I simply hide a part of myself or hide this way or don't let people see me this way, then I won't experience that specific trauma again. Oh, okay. I'm curious to ask in your own life as you um, experience that for yourself, um, what what got you to the point to where you could start to notice uh, that in yourself, that you could start to see that you needed to search for for that the the even to the point where you could be seen so so let me ask you a question before i answer your question i want to make sure i'm answering the right question are you asking me what got me to the point that i would even go to the counselor and even find a safe person okay uh so it happened to be it was a couple years after my mother had passed away and when she passed away uh i experienced a tremendous uh emotional impact as anyone would. And I went into a depression and I pretty much disengaged from life, even though um, most people didn't know that. Most people just thought I was so busy with so many different things that I just couldn't show up and be present for whatever they were involved in, right? So, So that's interesting right there. Um, because we think that just because people look okay on the outside, that everything's fine. And it really wasn't fine. And I fully expected that any day now I was going to start feeling like me again. Any day now I was going to come out of it. People grieve when they lose someone. It's normal. And, you know, a year went by, I think two years went by and I realized I'm not coming out of this. It's not resolving. So here's here's the, the key right there. It, here's when you know it's time to, to, to reach out, when your life isn't working, right? Because, Brian, whatever, whatever you're experiencing, 
may be super easy for you. If I had those same problems or issues, I would like, like, you know, knock me out. So it just depends on if your life is working or isn't working. So my life wasn't working. So uh, that is, that was my impetus for saying I need help. And so I feel so grateful that the first time out of the gate, I met an amazing counselor who was perfect for me at that time. And she was able to hold that space for me and and walk me through. And I'm not going to lie, I did heavy lifting. Uh, I went every week. I was committed. I went every week for two years. And there were days that I would show up and tell her, I do not want to be here. And she said, let's talk about you not wanting to be here. And that's what we talked about. Wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. There's so much in that that we can unpack for hours. Um, but I also want to make room for um, what was the impact that that had on you as you started to unpack all of that. Um, then what was the impact of that experience on you? And how did you then start to become this new or updated, if you will, or uh, whatever you would like to call it, this, this, this person? What I like to call it is... I started to become more of who I really was. And I was able to peel back the layers of, of all the things that, like I said earlier, that I had tried to hide because it wasn't safe. The world didn't feel safe. People didn't feel safe. I couldn't trust anybody. That was, that was the story I was telling myself, right? And so for me, Looking into her face, having her respond like a real human being and not being postured like often counselors are, right? The therapists, oh, you know, they can't show emotion. And through that process, it was learning how to love myself. And I know that gets thrown around a lot, um, but it was so, I wanted, I just really want to tell a short example of how much I didn't know how to be in touch with myself. There was one time where she asked me, what do you do for self-care? And I looked at her blankly and I said, well, well what do you mean by self-care? And she laughed. She thought I was kidding. And then she could tell by my reaction, I wasn't kidding. And I go, no, seriously, I need an example of self-care. What are you talking about? She said, oh, okay. So do you get your hair done? Do you get massages? Do you get, you know, do you... Uh, meditate, do you? And she gave me probably 10 different ways for self care. And I just looked at her and said, Nope, I don't do any of those. So, yeah, so that's what that led to. That led to getting back in touch with who I came to this earth as and loving myself enough to taking the next steps, right? To actually learn how to nurture myself. Uh, different i mean that's just a domino right there that was the first domino and then it was a beautiful uh beautiful chain reaction that is still in motion as uh as we're recording this it's ironic that you know we're going through simon uh, simone biles um you know that not you know going through self-care like in the most glaringly public way uh, I, I don't know if there could be a better representation of that in the world and, and knowing that that's 
what we all need and can learn from of that and what you just said in in like knowing that that is not something you'd never had done before for yourself and what a present that you got to now have in your life um that's kind of a a, a big present like a um, a massive um, aha moment um and what i'm curious about after after hearing that and going through that experience is when you when you then or even now look back at that little girl um do you now see yourself differently oh yeah no doubt first of all i couldn't see myself before i had no i don't want to say i had no self-concept but but i remember um i was walking with a friend of mine who i had actually uh hired to be kind of a personal trainer and i was so overweight and out of shape that all we could do was walk <laughs> and he asked me uh, he said, so Jennifer, how do you want to present yourself to the world? And I was stumped. I was stumped. I'm like, how do I, how do I want to present myself to the world? Because everybody knows what they, what they want to present. And I'm like, well, uh, not me, you know, and I truly didn't. So I went from there to now going back. And I, now when I look back at that little girl, uh, I see strength and resilience and power and, you know, coming up with some really creative ways that I survived what my counselor uh, now refers to as pervasive childhood trauma. Like, I'm like, Dang, we came up with some creative ways to make it through all that, you know? And so I celebrate that part of myself instead of beating myself up for thinking I made all the quote wrong decisions along the way. Wow, that's so amazing. Um, and so now when you're, um, you, you arrived at this point where you did, uh, and, and I don't know if everyone knows this who's listening to it. I know a lot of people do, but you at one, one point weighed, I think it was, um, uh, what was it more than double or triple? 308. 308. 308. Yeah. And, um, and now you're, how much less? Um, so I had I lost half my body weight. Now that was pre-pandemic, so I've gained a few pounds with the quarantine. But and and but, but let, me, let me share this with you. I'm okay with that, and just being okay and not having shame attached to gaining any weight is as big of a win as losing half my body weight to start with. Just having no shame, like my whole life, it was shame about weight and looks and not being perfect right so now it's just like yeah whatever we all just went through well we're going through a pandemic you know it's all good what was the shift for you in um in in your attachment or unattachment to your weight to your your body yeah that that goes right back to the to the love loving myself because what kept me from losing the weight, one of the things, not it's not entirely this, but I was so embarrassed at how much I weighed, I would not go to the doctor for years, right? Because what do you do with the doctor? Mm -hmm. Weigh yourself. Yeah. 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 You know, looking back, I'm like, it's not like people couldn't look at me and see, but there was something so big about seeing the number on the scale. So 
it was after working with my counselor for several years that I said, I am not okay. My life wasn't working again. I'm like, I'm not okay with this. And I need to go to a specialist who can help me get to the bottom of everything. And yes, that's going to mean stepping on the scale. And I'm going to know this is truth. This is the result of whatever happened in my life before. And it is not something that is dictating my future. So I remember that moment because this doctor had the old school scale, right? He didn't have a digital scale where you pop on and you're just like, oh, hey, there's the number. No, 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 no. There was the nurse standing there moving the little weighted, you know, slidey things. I don't know what they're called. Mm. And she starts yeah, out. Yeah, I know at, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she starts out at 200 pounds. Nope. Okay, 250. Nope. Okay, then she moves it to 300, and I'm like going, and then she moves it to 308, and I literally stood there looking at it, and what went through my head was, well, there it is, truth, right? So the magical moment for that appointment, why that's so significant, is that doctor diagnosed me with an underlying autoimmune disorder that I did not know I had, and then because of the, the self-love, I could now take that information and do my research and do what I needed to do to find out that there was a way to naturally, you know, uh, manage the autoimmune disorder. And I started on that journey and 70 pounds later, I was feeling really amazing. And I thought, well, that's pretty good. And then, and then there was another leg of the journey where I met a trainer who was saying something that I'd never heard before. And I'm like, I want to work with you. So, it, so, so if there's anything I can say, it's, it's, it's a journey. You don't know. I never, ever, ever started out going, I want to lose half my body weight. Never. It was, I really care now about myself and how I feel. How can I feel better? And I took the first step on the journey. I went as far as I could see. And as I got farther, as I got, as I moved forward, I could see farther. You, you must have had, um, like all of us, you must have had down days that, uh, you know, pull out the bucket of ice cream or, or uh, you know, as you call it, yo-yo. Uh, it, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. Hopefully, you know, you got, you got to the, you got to the path where you're, you, you finally can see that little girl again as, as someone who's, who was strong, who did get you through it. And then you got to see like that I can lose weight, that I can achieve this, that I am gonna, I, I was seen, that I'm being seen. And then you're, you saw that as a journey. But you still must have, like, you're human, right? You must have seen, like, these up and down days during all that. And what was the, what did you do with those down days to get you through to knowing there was an up day to get that rest of the weight off or to the happy side of, of knowing that this is going to happen, that I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stop? That's a great question. And what I, what I would attribute that to is how I shifted my self-talk. The down days definitely came. They still come. And, you know, I'll still have days where I'm like, I'm not exercising and I'm just going to eat 
right? Now, the difference is I eat a very different choice of foods because my body feels better when I eat foods that I know don't cause inflammation, right? Um, that being said, I, I, the, the self-talk is where it started. It started with, with paying attention to the self-talk and that carries you through the journey. What was the self-talk and what is it now? Mm, okay. So the self-talk was, um, I was uh, all about being worthless. Um, let me, let me see if I can tap back into that. Uh, so it was like, oh, I'm so fat. Uh, I'm disgusting. I'm ugly. I'm not worth anything. Uh, nothing else matters as long as I'm fat. Um, you know, I'm certainly not attractive or pretty. And even if I'm smart, no, it doesn't matter. Cause the only thing that matters is, uh, you know, how I look, I mean, just all of that. Right. Yeah. 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 What is it now? And so now it's like, uh, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because sometimes I'll look in the mirror and I'll just be like, dang, how good. And other times I'm just like, it's just like, oh, there I am, uh, you know, <laughs> and then I, I focus a lot more, a lot more on how I feel in my body and how I show up in the world, which is, which is interesting because remember, there was a point where I was like, I don't know, but I want to show up with grace and kindness and love and serving. And that's what brings me fulfillment. It really has very little to do with how I look. Like it's, it's, you know, what are my interactions with other people? You know, you know, what am I like, what am I contributing? Even going out to the grocery store, am I looking at people in the eye? Am I, am I smiling? You know, do I have a mask on and they can't see my smile, but I'm smiling anyway. Right? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. sounds like you see yourself in a whole new way. Without question. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I want to I want to close out with um, with kind of understanding what um, what it is about you and where you're at and where you're going. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that you know I know are are coming because you're just so now you're like in this. I don't know if you call it a second act or a third act or a, 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 a or a, a you have all this like ball of energy. You're just such a spark of goodness and power. And um, as far as I've been around you, we get on calls and it's just like, you know, I've always looked forward to them because, you know, it's just like I know it's like I don't know if music is going to be played or or what's going to happen, but it's just like such an, you know, such a ball of fun. And so, uh, and, and so you've got all this stuff coming up and I'm wondering what is the impact or the outcome that you want to show up and deliver in the world now that you've just done all this for yourself? What are you intending to bring? You know, it's funny you would ask this question because last night as I was falling asleep, I thought, um, cause right now I'm recovering from a sports injury and and I thought, you know, there are lessons here for me to learn. And I want to get on the other side of this so I can teach other people and help them along the journey. And then I realized looking back, that's pretty much what I've done. So, so 
you know, it, for me, um, like you said, I'm doing a lot of things. So for me, it all comes down to that though. How can I teach someone and help them along their journey? It doesn't matter if I'm coaching. It doesn't matter if I'm consulting. It doesn't matter if I'm on my podcast. How can I help other people along the journey? Because honestly, isn't that what we're all here for? Like, let's, you know, look for the good in each other. And and one of the quotes that I love, and I, oh, unfortunately, I don't remember who said it, but we're all walking each other home. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't even know if that answered your question. Uh, it, you know, ev- everything I... I ask is with who knows what's going to come come out because you know the outcome in the path is just going to be like what it is. So that's wonderful. I love that quote. Um, we got to put that quote in the in the in the show notes. Um, what? Um, how can everybody find you? Well, you can go to my website jennyqlive.com. That's J E N N Y, the letter Q, live.com. Or uh, feel free to just drop me an email, JennyQ at JennyQLive.com. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and being here today and uh, being such a good friend and, and for everything that you've accomplished and what you've done in your life. And I can't wait to see all the all this wonderfulness happen even more so in your life. Thank you. Well, well thank you. I want to I wanna say something because... Uh, I'm probably going to cry and that's, and I'm cool with that if you are. <laughs> well, we're, we're all about showing up uh, full, as our full selves. So, okay. So I just want to go back and see, I'm already starting. But when I reached out to you in 2015, I had done about 70 interviews at that point. And, you know, I, I was reaching out to some quote, big names and have the, having them on my show, but there was something about you that when you came on as a guest, I said, Brian, I don't know if you remember this, but I said, Brian, I just have to own it up front. I am fangirling over you right now so much. And the reason for that was because of how you showed up on social media that I watched you for several years and so real and so honest. And um, you, as a friend, as my coach, and just as a leader, um, have uh, enriched my life so much. So thank you. You just made my day. Thank you for seeing me. I thank you. And, um, oh, my and pleasure. I, I look forward to, uh, to more of this. Yeah. And, um, and we, can't, we can't wait to get this out to everybody so they can get to know you more. Cheers, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you love this episode, please subscribe. We love having subscribers just like you. Download a few more episodes. And if you feel moved, we would so appreciate a review. I'd love to also hear your key takeaway. What impacted you from this episode? You can tweet me your answer and reach out on Twitter at Brian Kramer. That's Brian with a Y, Kramer with a K. And definitely be sure to join us in our Facebook group. We have just under 3,000 humans just like you and me looking to connect even more imperfectly. Until next time.